Welcome to Weight Loss for Small Animal Vets podcast. I am Nadina Kojokaru, DVM and Certified Life and Weight Coach. Hello friends and welcome to episode 21 of the podcast. The biggest lies in weight loss? The eat less and exercise more lie. How are you doing friends? What's up? This is the third big lie people believe about weight loss, and if you've missed the first two, go back and listen to episodes 17, 18, 19 of the Weight Loss for Small Animal Veterinarians podcast. The first two lies were about money and time in weight loss. I'll link these episodes in the show notes. If your mind is resistant to the ideas presented in this episode of the podcast and you want to learn more about the subject, more science, I will link you some resources in the show notes as well. Those are The Obesity Code by Dr. Jason Fung, MD, Why We Get Fat and What to Do About It by Gary Taubes, or The Big Fat Surprise by Nina Takeholtz. When I start working with a new client, the main resistance from their side is to stop counting calories and to stop snacking, by the way. Look, I know. We've been hearing this BS for so long that it's hard for us to let this idea go. You know that our brains will find evidence for what we currently believe is true. This is called confirmation bias. I believed as well, for the longest time of my life, that to lose or maintain my weight, I have to count calories, to eat less from the calorie point of view, and to exercise more. Trust me, I know how challenging it was to shift this belief. And I will recommend, or strongly recommend, this to you as well, just stop doing this. It's such a nonsense to guide ourselves after the number of calories. Stop counting calories and stop eating no-fat or low-fat high-carb diets just because this makes sense from the calories perspective if you want to permanently lose and maintain your weight while thriving and being healthy. Why? Because not all the freaking calories are born the same. We understand this freaking mechanism at an intellectual level if we are put to describe which enzymes or digestion mechanisms are triggered if a dog will receive a pure fat meal or a plain potato or a plain chunk of meat. Because we are freaking biology and medicine wizards. And we'll not go into a biochemistry test right now, but if you ask yourself the question above, you know that those biological mechanisms are different. All I'm asking you to do right now is to expand your understanding of those biological mechanisms at yourself, your body, and your biology. We know that to lose weight And to reset our weight set point in our brains, the center in our 
brain that controls our current weight, we have to lower our insulin levels. We've covered that in the previous episodes of the podcast. So, just counting the calories from a cupcake and eat only a couple of them daily, it might make us lose weight, but we will feel overhunger or intense hunger at a cellular level. We'll put in starvation all the cells of our bodies. We'll perpetuate the intense over-desire for sweets and we'll have to put ourselves in the food prison, use willpower just to be able to go through our days. And we'll not get the essential nutrients for survival because sugar, flour, alcohol are substances that are not essential for survival and just taking some calories, some theoretical calories from them won't provide with the essential things that we need. We need vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, essential amino acids from healthy fats, meat, beans, veggies. Just by using the calorie counting, we'll feel like crap and the results will yo-yo themselves throughout our lives. On top of that, on top of that crappy belief about the calories, we believe that we can exercise more to get rid of those extra calories. And listen, I believe that as well. I will tell you the same thing I tell my coaching clients. We are complex organisms, not a freaking energy calorimeter that they use in labs to count the calories. The food we ingest is not combusted into flames and is not releasing the potential calories in this way. We cannot, and I repeat, we cannot count in, out the calories released or taken in by the complex subcellular mechanisms that our subconscious brain, also known as the autonomous nervous system, will decide to put into action. It's called autonomous for a freaking reason, because we have no or zero control over it. And even then, the way we metabolize food is unique according to our DNA and the genes expressed by the interaction with outside triggers. Of course, we can modulate and change our hormonal patterns. We can retrain our bodies to express other genes because we will use other triggers. And we can retrain our bodies to use our fat storages for fuel. That's the freaking purpose of my work with my clients. But if we are designed as pugs, we won't be able to eat or train ourselves in a whippet body. I mean, that's elementary, Watson. 
I believe that we, as vet professionals, are somehow wiser than human doctors about assessing our patients' bodies. We have the body condition score, the BCS, and that tool is adapted to the size and the body shape of the variety of our patients. Not just the freaking BMI, a score that has so little consideration for the immense variation of the normal human body shapes and sizes, and so little freaking science behind it that is just ridiculous. I get upset when I'm talking about that, <laughs> or I get emotional. <laughs> so, returning from this tangent, losing weight by counting calories and exercising more, it's a freaking bullshit. I am not doing it, and I highly recommend you to stop doing it as well. <laughs> Exercise more to lose weight is a counterproductive and inefficient way of doing it. And it will make you or your experience of losing weight so much harder. For not saying plain freaking miserable. <laughs> and hear me out here. I deeply encourage you to move your body. I deeply encourage you to at least start taking 10 minutes work, walks every day. Your mental well-being will thank you for that. And it will be beneficial for relieving stress and to lower your cortisol levels. It's even okay to do some light yoga, stretching and so on without allowing those movements to become painful and uncomfortable. If you are already exercising, fine. But even then, be prepared to consider decreasing the intensity of those workouts until your body is fat adapted and you are at your natural healthy weight. It won't be kind to expect your body to keep doing two totally opposed metabolic processes. The Anabolic process required after intense exercising for rebuilding the muscles and the catabolic process required for accessing and utilizing fat for fuel to lose weight. You'll be hungrier and you'll need a shit ton of willpower to pull these shenanigans through. And by the way, if you believe this eat less, exercise more bullshit, how did this work out for you until now? Was it sustainable in the long run? What happens if you suddenly are unable to exercise? Will you gain your weight back in no time while blaming and shaming yourself for lacking willpower and resilience? I am not against intense exercise at all. By all means, if you are kind and friendly to your joints and spine and your whole body, do it. But if your goal is to lose weight and start exercising at the same time, please 
Hear me out. Reach your natural healthy weight first by learning what food serves you best and what food is not. And exercise-wise, during this process, just do the walking or moving your body in an easy, peasy, delicious way. And then, when you are able to not freak out about the hunger anymore, when you are able to manage your thoughts about your emotions and sensations in your body, then try to increase the level of working out while keeping the food intake the same. Be okay with experiencing more hunger under the adjusting period. Why? Because your brain will offer you immediately the old deep ingrained belief that if you exercise more, you have caloric space to eat more. And you'll probably overeat. And you will probably start regaining weight. I want to give you some important things as takeaways from this podcast because I get passionate about this subject and I tend to go into rants and tangents if you haven't noticed by now. And I love a decluttered life and a decluttered podcast as well. I don't always succeed with that, but bear with me. Here are the takeaways. (laughs) One, not all the freaking calories are born the same. So, Rely more on what foods help you lose weight, not on counting calories. It's useless. Again, it's useless. Be curious. Record the data by keeping food journals and recording your weight, your monthly hormonal changes, and so on. Two. Stop believing that fat is bad because it has a shit ton of calories. I am not saying to go on a, ke- on a ketogenic diet or to go into low-carb, high-fat diets. But to lose fat from your body easily and to enjoy it more, you'll have to retrain your brain and body to burn fat. Rely on a shit ton of veggies, full-fat dairy, meat, veg- vegetable oils or salad dressings. Eating a shit ton of veggies is not by any means a low-carb diet. So I won't recommend a low-carb diet and I won't recommend a high-fat diet either. 3. Stop believing the bullshit that to lose weight you have to eat less and exercise more. Move your body in a kind, delicious, sustainable way that make you see forward to doing it. 4. Don't start both losing weight and intense exercising at the same time. It will make your weight loss journey slower, harder and your life more miserable than it needs to be. Your brain and body will go into the fuck it mode easier and more often. 5. Lose weight first and increase the level of intense exercise after you reached your natural healthy weight. 6. Non-negotiable. Be kind and friendly to yourself. And Houston, we have big 
freaking problems if we are unkind and mean to ourselves. You don't have to suffer through your weight loss journey. You are allowed and I even recommend laughing at what your overdramatic brain might tell you on a regular basis. What's the freaking rush about it? Are you not tired of yo-yoing your whole life? Yo-yoing your weight, your money, the clutter in your house, your exercising. Let's stop believing the bullshits we absorbed as sponges during our childhood and early adulthood and let's start redesigning our lives differently. I can help you with this. Pinky swear. Coaching is fun. And you are already a whole, lovable and fantastic human being. You are not broken and coaching is not an unbearable process that you have to go through weekly in order to get fixed. It's not a freaking mandatory weekly colonoscopy, in case you wondered. Do we discuss and dissect serious things sometimes? Hell yes. But belly laughs are always on the table and creepy vet profession related analogies and cuss words are involved. (laughs) Have an amazing rest of the week, my friends. Share this podcast, rate it and review it to help me reach as many of our colleagues as possible. Thank you for allowing me to immigrate and move into your brain. I'm honored by it and I'm sending you my deepest love and appreciation. Lots of loving hugs.